If you really want to be free, make every thought a thought of freedom. That was our guest today singing a line from her favorite poem. And why is she singing? Because she's a music therapist from Nepal and she shows us that you can indeed blend passion and purpose. Moving the Needles presents Sewing Change, a podcast exploring change in all of its forms. Change can be small, subtle, and nuanced, and we're here to show you that you can be a change maker wherever you are. My name is Toffee Char, and on the show today, Sriti Pradhan. Sriti is a music therapist, musical artist, and a student of Buddhist studies from Nepal. Both her therapeutic and artistic work is based in Nepal and India. She is currently working in the areas of learning disabilities, mental health care, and community well-being. Sriti, welcome to Sewing Change. Thank you, Tati. So Sriti, you're a music therapist, which I think is so cool. Can you explain what music therapy is to those who might not be familiar with it? Hmm. So music therapy is a clinical profession where uh, certified music therapists use music as a tool to address non-musical health goals. So these health objectives could be socio-emotional, mental, or physiological. For an example, it is observed that uh, music therapy practices in mental health care can support processing Uh, calming and regulating difficult emotions. Uh, Music is also very much used in trauma and grief works. Uh, Music therapy is also practiced within the areas of learning disabilities, neutral rehabilitation, pediatrics, also hospice and community well-being among many. Wow, it sounds like there are so many different uses for music therapy. Yeah. So Taking a step back, how did you first get into music? So as a child, I always loved singing and dancing uh, like any other kid would, um, you know, like like to do. Um, However, it was only at the age of 11 that I took part in this uh, children's song competition where I sang to my own lyrics and, um, you know, like got a position in the competition. Uh, That kind of encouraged me to carry on with exploring music. And I also feel that the support from my family and friends stimulated my further interest in it. So that was when it started, I, I feel, yeah. Gotcha. And when you say music, do you mean singing or also playing instruments? Um, singing and yeah, singing and songwriting. Yeah. So you started started young when you were eleven. You went to this music competition yes. and you just kept yes. doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your favorite part about music? Um, my favorite part about music is that um, while I'm making the music. Uh, You know, I can, it's also like journaling and uh, there are times when I just write it and just write it for myself and express, um, you know, whatever feelings I'm feeling, whatever emotions, it could be difficult emotions, it could be pleasant emotions. So, So I think it's a way for me to express myself and that has really helped me 
um, you know, process a lot of um, things uh, in life also in general, you know. So that is maybe my medium to, uh, you know, like a medium of self-care for myself as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's so important for people to find that medium that you said for them to be with their thoughts, to be mindful, to be able to express themselves. And for you, it's music. For other people, it can be something, you know, another art, another craft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, okay. So now how did you get into music therapy? Uh, I first heard about music therapy back in 2010 as one of my mentors in Western vocals is a music therapist herself. Uh, I gradually began to do research on it around 2012. In 2014, uh, a music therapy workshop was held in my workplace where I used to teach Western vocals. Uh, So two music therapists had come from India who were originally from the UK and they were advocating about music therapy work. So I got in touch with them and learned that um, they would have a music therapy course running in the following year, which is 2015. So uh, I auditioned with them and learned um, and and also applied for a scholarship and uh, I received one. So that is when I went to New Delhi for my music therapy studies. Um, In the meantime, like at the back of my mind, Uh, I had also been wanting to do something that was meaningful for myself and something that would also be of benefit to others. Music for me was the most natural skill uh, that I could relate to and also uh, which I could use with ease. So it made perfect sense for me to actually delve into this profession. Thank you for that. What goals did you have with your music before you discovered music therapy? Actually, when I was young, I really wanted to be be like a singer, like a popular singer. Um, But um, with time, I was somehow redirected uh, into helping people through music, whether it was for a cause or, um, you know, I always found myself using that to... Um, you know, like express myself or also use that to connect with others. So um, then slowly it didn't become about being popular or, I mean, there's no nothing wrong with that. But uh, for me in my personal journey, it just, there was a change, you know, like there was a change in my perspective and it just so happened that, you know, I um, started feeling um, like, okay, I could use music to um, be he- be of help to people. And maybe also, you know, like, uh, it was something that I could relate myself with so closely. So uh, why not use music, you know? Yeah. It sounds like you were able to merge, you know, something you love to do, music, um, a skill that you had mm-hmm. with a a way to help other people and Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about how you came to that realization because I'm sure it wasn't a oh you wake up one day I'm like oh I want to use music to help people but I'm sure it was a something that took time and was a process so wanted to ask you what that process was like yeah at the beginning I was you know I was basically into songwriting and singing and performing 
uh, with bands. That really, I think that was uh, like a really preparatory phase for me to know what improvisation would be. I mean, it's. I'm actually thankful that I could do all of that so that uh, now when I look back, the whole playing with bands, singing, uh, collaborating with artists, um, I think those were those were my journey that led me to, you know, like feeling like, okay, um, I think music therapy is what I want to do. So it's clear that you are able to give back in your career as a music therapist. Mm. And I'm wondering why giving back in your career is important to you. For me, um, from personally always having a sense of inclination towards music, whether in terms of needing to express and connect with peers or to gain confidence and share, or to even use music as a space for deeper life contemplations. So this has allowed me to exercise uh, to, a, to a certain level, you know, like patience and kindness and knowledge, which is so crucial for any therapeutic work. And it has also helped me see every journey, whether personal or therapeutic, as an uh, unfolding process rather than a race. So I also feel like because, you know, humans in general, uh, we all want, um, you know, to be healthy. We all seek for, you know, like pleasures over pain and all of that. And this is a place where, where, where we can actually... Um, you know, give back in terms of health, uh, whether it's emotional health or mental health or, you know, like just being there for that person and, and um, just walking together in their journey. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's that's what I feel about giving yeah. back. Yeah. It sounds like anyone can give back yeah, of in course. their career. Of um, course. Do you think that they should, that they should find a way to give back in their career? Of course, I mean, everyone can give back, give back and uh, we all can do that in many different ways. Uh, like uh, one can be a business person and exercise kind-heartedness, for an example, by being fair in their decision-making. Or one can be a farmer and uh, grow their food with the utmost diligence and care for their customers. And so uh, no matter what the profession we're in, like all of us are eventually practicing the basic human qualities, isn't it? Like these are the qualities that need nurturing no matter what profession or race or caste or gender that we may identify ourselves with. And um, this can only further enrich our experiences of being able to give back and hopefully give back selflessly. Yeah, something that I heard in there was, or something that I picked up on was that giving back Mm -hmm. is a very, it can be a very small act. It doesn't have to be, Mm -hmm. you know, the way you did it, where you blended music and therapy to help other Mm -hmm. people, but it can be as much as just exercising kindness. Yes, yes. And the other thing I heard in that was that giving back also brings back joy to yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that you are currently taking a Buddhist philosophy course. Is that right? Yes, yes. So I wanted to ask, where do you hope to take your work next? And with the course in mind, um, what, yeah, where are you headed next? 
So um, currently in parallel with my therapy work, I'm also studying Buddhist philosophy and language. And as much as uh, in personal growth, this has been a definite support in my therapeutic work also. Um, I'm also highly interested in uh, emotional well-being work. So I hope to get involved in such platforms. Um, and also in the current times of pandemic, I would definitely like to work on an online well-being program for adults. That's so wonderful. For people who might be interested in emotional well-being work, mm -hmm. are there tips or suggestions that you have for them? The most important thing when we talk about being kind and patient and forgiving and generous and all of that starts from us. Uh, so I would say uh, be kind enough to yourself, be generous enough to yourself, be loving towards yourself. And I think that will definitely outpour. But there's still like a slight, you know, like a thin line between um, just thinking about ourselves as the most important one versus, you know, like we all are um, on the same boat. Uh, so I think the perspective that I'm holding is rather that, you know, we are all on the same boat and we all need to uh, do self-care. Absolutely. It's, I think it's so important to extend that compassion yes. and kindness towards ourselves yes. because we give so much of it out to other people around us and sometimes we forget to look after ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. Just going back to the Buddhist philosophy course that you're taking, has there been a main takeaway or key thing that you've learned or that it's taught you that you're implementing right now in your life? Mm -hmm. uh, one of the most important things for me uh, is um, to have a childlike ap approach to life and keep learning with open mind, open heart, um, there's really a lot to learn, no matter what our ages are. Uh, Buddhist philosophy in particular um, has taught me, though, to um, see things, see, you know, all things or all phenomena as being impermanent and like really feeling each moment with joy and gratitude, which I'm still practicing. Absolutely. I think so many times we grow up and we lose our inner child. Mm -hmm. uh, life happens, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And we slowly, you know, get attuned to reality and become a different version of ourselves. But I think it is important to keep in mind that childlike nature that we all have. And with that, going off of that, what hope, do you have from the younger generation like what do you hope to see from them it is actually very heartwarming uh, for me to see young musicians or music teachers or artists getting interested in music therapy work uh, there are a bunch of young people in and outside uh, from Nepal who keep um, contacting me uh, and uh, asking me about uh, music therapy work and if those of you are also listening, I just want to say that there's really so much meaningful work that can be carried out um, through the music therapy profession um, and any other profession. 
And like no matter which area you choose to work in, you know, it, it would perfectly fit the puzzle. I really believe that the world now needs more uh, supporters, cheerers, care, caregivers. And music therapy um, in particular can also be a transformative experience for you in uh, many different ways as such. That's so wonderful. And I think you were just touching on my next question, which mm-hmm. was, what are some skills that you think uh, people should have if they want to pursue a career in music therapy? Mm-hmm. Or if mm-hmm. you have any advice, and I think you touched on this before, but okay. I to throw that question back to you. Right. Um, I, I feel we all come with a certain skill set. Uh, What worked for me was exploring and engaging with my musical skill over a good amount of time, which means, of course, getting both excited and equally bored to some degree. (laughs) This somehow allowed me to sense um, redirection regarding what I could do with music uh, that would really be of benefit to people. Um, If we have an intention of service, no matter what we do, it's going to be of some kind of benefit. But again, we have to be very aware of also trying to do it selflessly as much as we can. Uh, I believe it is uh, important to actually feel uh, unimportant especially when you're offering service because it is so much about the other person than just um, you know I or me so uh, when it becomes about the other person the work we do becomes an exciting hobby and full of learnings and uh, we may be enjoying every moment of it Um, and who wouldn't want to have a job like that that is such a valuable perspective because a lot of times when, I mean, when we help people, we feel good about ourselves, right? We were like, oh, we're, we feel happy because we get to help people. But I think something mm-hmm. that you brought up that I think is a very valuable perspective is that mm-hmm. it is about the other person. It is about their needs. Mm-hmm. And it's not about us when we're doing this work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so inspiring. Thank you so much, Riti. Thank you, Tuffy. So to wrap up, we always ask Mm -hmm. folks to share an inspiring book or quote they'd like to share. But I'd like to ask you if you could sing a line from your favorite song and also just tell us a little bit about why it's your favorite song. Okay, so I recently came across this English translations of the 6th century Buddhist text. Um, These poems were written by and about the first Buddhist women nuns. Um, And it's called the Therigatha Verses. Uh, This particular translation that I'll be singing is by Matthew Wengast. um, And it's from his um, newly published book, The First Free Woman. I um, specifically uh, loved these poems because it showed and it expressed how women were already so progressive even in the sixth century, you know, the way they thought, the way they wrote. Um, it's just so amazing and it, it's inspiring. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. <laughs> let's hear right. it. Sure, sure. <laughs> so it's called uh, Tisa the Third. 
little dungeon Oh, I stay In your little dungeon If you really want to be free Make every thought a thought of freedom. Oh, break your chains, tear down the walls, and walk the world a free That was so beautiful, Shriti. I <laughs> love being you, serenaded during an interview. That's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> that was so beautiful. Like that. Yes, I mean, these are so inspiring. Yeah. And the lyrics as well, like why stay here in your dungeon, make every thought a thought of freedom, break your chains. Mm. Yes. Just Even the lyrics. It's just amazing, yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I want to wrap up the interview by asking you if there's anything you'd like to say that I didn't have an opportunity to ask you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, uh, about music therapy, uh, there's something I want to say that, um, you know, like how I'm learning the usage of music in therapy to be extremely inclusive and safe and in um, effective approach and you know and that as humans uh, you know how we all um, strive for a purpose in life and I believe it is um, so important to give back in whatever manner we can so yeah that is what I want to say thank you so much Riti thank you for being on Sewing Change it was a pleasure having you thank you Tofi it was a pleasure it was I mean, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. That was our guest today, Shriti Pradhan, on music therapy, giving back, and one's purpose in life. Shriti talks about how important it is to be kind to yourself, to always cultivate your inner childlike nature to feel each moment with gratitude, and that it's important to be unimportant when helping others. If we have a thought of service, no matter what we do, it will be of benefit. Thank you so much for tuning in to Sewing Change, where we explore change in all of its forms. If you want to learn more about Shriti and her work, please head over to our website at movingtheneedles.org slash podcast. If you liked today's episode, please do subscribe to Sewing Change on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please do give us a review. Our show today would not have been possible without the help of Linda Tran and Fair Pisutisaran. Special thanks also to Judy Chen for designing our podcast cover. My name is Toffee Char, and this is Sewing Change. <laughs>